You know, it's a sad time right now in America, losing one of the greatest rock and roll legends of all time. He'll go down in history. He's one of the greatest of all time. It's a sad time that we lost Mr. Tom Petty, but man, we still got his music. If you want to know, that's uh, Running Man's Bible from the album Mojo. If if you guys have never checked out the album Mojo, hi-ya! Hi-ya! The crazy part is Mojo came out uh, ten or seven years ago. I think 2010 was the year that it came out. Mojo from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. The crazy part about Tom Petty, and, and you know, in my past, in my old podcast, these, these podcasts are gone at this point in time because of legal reasons. They may resurface someday, but just as of right now, just so you know, uh, I had two episodes. Tom Petty's Legacy was episode 22 of this podcast. Episode 23 was um, Tom Petty, Hypnotic Eye, which was... Tom Petty's last album, I believe. Hypnotic Eye was the final one. Uh, let's make sure I'm correct on that. Yeah. Released in 2014, Hypnotic Eye came out. That's when, I, that's when I recorded those two podcasts. And that's when, like, Tom Petty came back into my life. You know, sometimes people leave your lives and, and they come back for reasons. Tom Petty came back to me uh, with the album Mojo in 2010, with the album Hypnotic Eye in 2014. And that was... That song we heard right there at the beginning was Running Man's Bible, and it's just a classic. I don't even know if there's ever going to be somebody else like Tom Petty. I don't even know if there's ever going to be music that almost universally everybody could relate to. There's this amazing audio clip, uh, and you might think differently. Listen, this is, the per- per- this is my own personal opinion, and whenever I think about Tom Petty, I just think of people getting together, singing, loving one another, having a good time. Not worrying about what's going on in your life or what issues you have with anybody or if you're feeling awkward around somebody else. You know, I've seen Tom Petty in concert probably four or five times, and every single time it's just one of those experiences where I feel at one with thousands of people all at the same time. And that's the point of a concert. That's the point of music. And it's amazing you can put that music on at your house with some headphones on or in your studio, wherever you are with your headphones on in your car. Or you can go to a 30,000-seated st- stadium. Maybe it's outdoors, and everybody's singing along to those songs. Everybody's in a great mood. No matter if they're sober, if they're messed up, if they're, they have a great life, they have a terrible life, you hear his music, and you automatically just fall in. You automatically just fall into Tom Petty. That's exactly what happened. I don't know if it was the day after he died or a couple days after he died, but 90,000 people, and I forget what football game this was at, forgive me, um, but 90,000 people were singing I Won't Back Down from Tom Petty. This, If you find this video online, man, it'll touch you. Like, I got emotional watching this video uh, on YouTube, but just take a listen. 90,000 people. played the whole song they played the entire song they didn't just play the chorus they played the whole thing and people sang through the entire thing and that's just one of those things that not many artists in the history of music can do i would even say i'd rival it to like michael jackson you think uh, everybody loves michael jackson music and they do but there's something about what tom petty did it was so simplistic michael jackson had these huge visions he had these huge elaborate stage shows these these huge over-the-top productions that were amazing and were life-changing for a lot of people 
for me, number one, I mean, just at home, like I, I in my own personal life, Michael Jackson had some songs that changed me and moved me. Uh, but Tom Petty had songs that were so simplistic. You had reached into your heart, touched your soul, made you feel something. Every single time I heard a Tom Petty song, you know, if it was uh, when I was 19, if it was whenever I was 12 years old, if it's whenever I'm 34 years old, I hear those songs and I sing along because they just make you feel good inside. Like, there's not many artists who can do that. And to make things happen, like, have that entire stadium of 90,000 people singing is just unbelievable. Uh, I just want to salute the man. I want to salute Tom Petty and the amazing things that he's done. And that's what this podcast is all about. This podcast is just a touch on the greatness that was and always will be Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and his solo stuff. But, you know, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, those guys, what a, what a crew. Let's just let's start this episode and, and get into it a little bit. This is Rob Lee Radio. All right, here we go. It's a little number we call Give Me Some Sugar, Little Honey, Natural Bee. Mm. Oh. Uh-huh. It was a while. Hey. This is from uh, Wildflowers. Wildflowers, however you want to say it. Back in like 94, I believe. Come on now. Give me some sugar. Give me some sugar, my little honey. Oh, man, that's a, probably my my favorite Tom Petty song. And that wasn't like a greatest hits album song. Because Tom Petty's one of those artists that, like, everybody loves the greatest hits, as do I. If I, you know, had to pick the bulk of my favorite Petty songs, they would be mostly on his greatest hits album. Or his anthology, Double Disc, which you, that's another great album if you... If you love Petty, but you just want to hear the greatest hits, the biggest songs that he did, and the most impactful ones, that's what you got to check out. That song "Honey Bee" from Wildflowers, though, was one of those ones that wasn't on an album. It wasn't, uh, or it wasn't on a greatest hits. It was just a cut off of Wildflowers, and it's just a freaking amazing song. It just rocks, and it rocks so hard. I was rocked whenever I found out that Tom Petty passed away. I imagine I, a lot of people were. It was nice to see that he didn't go away uh, in some terrible fashion, not a suicide. You know, we've been losing a lot of artists to suicide lately, uh, Chester Bennington and also Chris Cornell. Uh, but it was, you know, 66 years old. The guy's been doing it since 1979, right? Wasn't album number one, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers? Oh, November 9th of 1976. And yeah, Petty did go on a solo thing for a while there in the uh, 90s and early 2000s. But he finished out his career with the Heartbreakers. And he finished out his career. This is why I'm doing this talk about Tom Petty right now is because at the end of his life, well, the last album was in 2014. One of my favorites, Mojo, was in 2010. But still, that's pretty much the end of his life. In the last decade of his life, I think he made some of the best music, and the Heartbreakers made some of the best music of their career, and some of the best music of that era. Nobody talks about the album Mojo, really, when you're talking about rock rock music of the past decade, but Petty killed it. The opening track on this podcast, Running Man's Bible, Jefferson Jericho Blues, uh, Don't Pull Me Over, it's like they had come together, they'd finally found that groove, which I think they found the groove many years ago. But they really found the groove on this thing coming back, and Petty would have been, what, 
59 years old whenever they released Mojo, go listen to Mojo. Find it on YouTube or even better yet, pay for it, buy it, and own it because nobody buys and owns albums anymore. Maybe, maybe we could all do that. Give some kickback to the Tom Petty Foundation by showing us some love. I'm sure that he has the money. <laughs> I, imagine, I imagine the Petty family is doing all right. But I think uh, when you listen to 90,000 people singing in the stadium, when you know that people the day Petty died turned his music on in their car or at home like I did and just got back into that zone that Tom Petty could always put you in. Whenever I had, uh, I sent out online, I you know put it on Facebook that Petty had passed away, a couple of my friends sent me a message. My brother actually and his friends sent me a message and said they were in their car driving from Pennsylvania back to Virginia Beach rocking Tom Petty. They were blasting it. They didn't even know that Petty had passed away and they were playing his music in their car. And that's the kind of stuff that I love to hear. Like that's, that's the kind of music that lasts forever, no matter what generation. I guarantee in 70 years when we're living inside of a virtual reality machine, you'll be able to go watch Tom Petty live in concert and the stadium will be full of millions of virtual humans. <laughs> okay? I went there. I got weird for a second. But I'm just saying the music, it transcends uh, eras, it transcends decades, it transcends genres, it's, he's just the greatest. And as when Petty died, I wanted to go back and kind of watch what he was like. Not so much his music, because I've exhausted the music. I've listened to my share of t- Tom Petty from the age of 12 on up. One of my favorite artists through my teen years and my 20s. Uh, really my 20s, I was a huge Tom Petty fan. But I, I found out about him whenever I was little, because whenever I was little, it was like, you know, early 90s, mid-90s, and that's when Tom Petty really blew up with all of the big hits, like Mary Jane's Last Dance, which I didn't know. That they That song was made for the Greatest Hits album. Mary Jane's Last Dance wasn't even on a Tom Petty album, except for the Greatest Hits. Doesn't that blow your mind? Like, yeah, talk about the Greatest Hits, like his maybe his biggest song was on his Greatest Hits album, and that was it. Um, but as I was coming up, it was just... I loved the guy so much, and and women, men, old people, young people, you know, everybody could get down to a Tom Petty song, you just dug it, and the great things about him was that he fought the record system so hard, and at one point in time, they wanted to raise the CD prices from like eight ninety to to ten bucks or something like that, and Petty totally fought it, and he won, he, he, he earned a bad rap with the record company, but he didn't care. He was Tom Petty. He was selling albums, and he's one of those dudes. I probably talked about this in my old podcast about him. He was one of those dudes who transcended music and broke the mold. Uh, you think of bands. You think of like Trent Reznor, and uh, you, you think of Eddie Vedder from that era. Um, God, off the top of my head, I can't think of the guys. But so many people fought against the system of what the record industry was. And Tom Petty was like a, a newer Neil Young, and that's exactly what Neil Young did back in the day. Neil Young had like four albums left on his contract to some record company, so he made four ridiculous, uh, totally experimental albums that weren't really that popular. He just tried stuff because he wanted out of the contract, so he just made these weird albums and threw them out there. <laughs> and that's kind of like what Tom Petty was all about. Raging against the machine, going against the system. And in the, in the 90s, really, that was huge. Like That was what music had come to, that anger, this fed up and and you know in our in our system right now in 2017 it's kind of the same situation kind of fed up kind of sick of what's going on but we don't see rebels like tom petty in music anymore do we i I feel like there's not that doesn't exist and i've talked about this so many times before in this podcast with my my love for music 
Like, it seems like the, the rally cry is not there anymore. The hush has been died down, you know, and, and, and I don't think that's true all around, but just as far as, like, mainstream culture rallying against the thing, and maybe it's because the record industry was brought down. Maybe it's because the internet brought the record industry down. It wasn't necessarily a musician who did it, although I guess they all joined in, but the the internet also brought down the musician as far as payments go. But now they can... I imagine Tom Petty in 2017, if he was fresh and new, would thrive because of his, you know, he understood that to stand out and to do your thing and to really make it for yourself and make money for uh, yourself and make sure that uh, the successes of what you do go to the right people and reach the right people and cost the right prices. I think in the world of the internet, Petty would have thrived because he would have understood that system. He would have understood that you only pay for what's quality and you've got to make top quality. You've got to love what you do for people to do, to want what you do. And I think that's exactly what he did. Uh, and that's what he stood for. You know, and I was watching these interviews with him and it was very interesting because he was a chain smoker. Like he smoked like a fiend and he looked like he was, I don't know if he's stoned or if he was like on some other drugs or what he was doing, but there's this one interview, look up Tom Petty and Gary Shandling. That's a strange interview. Petty's out of it. I don't know. It seems like he's, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what he was on, but he was chain smoking like crazy and he could barely move. Maybe he ate a handful of pills or something while he was <laughs> smoking something else because he looked like he was on another planet. But also that seemed to be just kind of like his daily persona, you know, kind of slow, methodical, but also seemed like he wasn't totally there in the moment <laughs> watch some of the interviews and you'll see what i'm talking about but then when it came to the music he just blew it away and he's one of those artists like look at Jimi hendrix i always think of him like in interviews and stuff he was so shy and uncomfortable there's a great tom petty interview with david letterman on uh you know the late show with david letterman look that one up too because petty's so nervous and he kind of <laughs> he kind of like beavis laughs under his breath while he's talking to david letterman the whole time and it was like, wow, some people can only get that that real them, that true connection to other people out through another platform. Yeah, he's using his voice, but he's not really con- conversing with you. He's telling you his story through music, and he was just a master of it. And I always think about big rock stars. You go to see somebody in concert. You go to see somebody, and they floor 30,000 people in a, in a stadium everybody's satisfied they're going home exhausted imagine being that guy on stage the lights on you the cameras are on you you have the main guitar you have the main microphone you're tom petty and the heartbreakers and you've got to go home after that how do you unwind how do you not indulge that's that's what when i totally understand the the rock star addiction or the stand-up comedy addiction to drugs it's because you have this gigantic high, this unbelievable, unmatchable high that uh, you're never going to get any other way except for being on stage and being having thousands, millions of people adore you. Like that feeling must just be intense. And then you go home to your house and you just have to hang out with your family. And, and not that that's bad, that's beautiful, but it has to be hard to come down. So Petty was talking about how he would just pace in his house, in his house for hours uh, you know, when he was home from tour or whatever it might be, and his wife would be watching TV or whatever, and he would just pace and pace and pace and walk and walk and walk. Because and... I imagine the the energy that you get from that crowd, the energy that you feel from people, and from knowing that what you're supplying them is what g- is giving them this amazing feeling. 
and you have to then just live a normal life has to be utterly impossible has to be so difficult and it makes sense why drug addiction is so common among stars like that because the the rush that you would get wow i can't even imagine so imagine pacing through your house hours at a time just not able to calm down because you just gave people ecstatic joy like unbelievably ecstatic joy you, you think of like when jesus walked the earth and people saw him and he healed right i'm not stop don't get triggered i'm just saying it must have been this, the kind of feeling where everything was released. Everything was relieved, and you just felt good when it was all over with. And it was just like, I imagine Tom Petty has a smidgen, smidgen of what that is, right? Because leaving people just happy, in tears, ecstatic, screaming, loving you, just following you, listening to all your music, buying all of your albums, adoring you. And then you have to go back to living a normal existence. That's the, that's the opportunity, I think, for a man like Tom Petty or anybody in that position to find their peace, find Jesus, find happiness in, in small and find happiness in large and being able to change lives uh, on a large scale and on a small scale. And I think that's a beautiful part of uh, life if somebody can attain that. Where if you could go on stage and you could, not saying that Tom Petty did this, but it would be the ultimate, I think, uh, revelation to be able to go on stage and make so many thousands of people happy, then go home to your family and be just as good to them. Isn't that awesome? Like, that would be an awesome thing. I don't know if Petty lived his life like that or not, but I feel like that would be the ultimate balance, to be able to help so many on a mass scale and then help so so few on a very intimate and super important small scale. Uh, maybe there's a message there, you know. And, and I, at one point in time, Tom Petty was actually uh, almost murdered by arson somebody tried to burn his house down well somebody did burn his house down he escaped out of the house uh, i ended up watching his behind the music it's on youtube from vh1 back in the day i miss those behind the musics except for the guy who hosts it has a very over the top announcer voice the whole time i'm not doing it justice the way he does that voice on behind the music but when you make such happy music that people love and wonder why somebody tried to murder him. I wonder why somebody tried to catch his house on fire just because he was the epitome of stardom. He was the epitome of the American dream or he was like the epitome of uh, devil-making rock and roll music. Who knows? But just the the power, you know, the the power to have that, the power to make so many people happy but also make somebody want to drive to take you off this earth and to and to get rid of you. And I didn't realize this either, but Rick Rubin actually came into Tom Petty's life and made some of Tom's albums. I think Wildflowers with Rubin and um, a couple other ones were produced by Rick Rubin. And I'll go back on the podcast as I had before, man. Rick Rubin is just, when he, when I find the music that I love and songs that I love and artists who have like uh, evolved and changed themselves throughout their career and really grown into something that you maybe never thought they could be. Rick Rubin's always behind it somewhere. He always pops up, and I'm like, there he is, man. There's Rubin. Because he's like a, he's a zen. Zen master of music and brings whatever needs to come out, out. He finds it, and he draws it out. And he's done it time and time again. So, uh, you know, as a recurring theme in my music podcast, Rick Rubin always seems to come up. And some of the best times of my life have been spent with my best friends at Tom Petty concerts. Some of the best times that I've ever had have been spent listening to his music and getting emotional, getting some sort of emotion, some sort of happiness 
from Tom Petty's music. So I just want to say thank you to the great Tom Petty. Thank you for the joy you've, you've given me throughout the years. Thank you to the joy that you have given so many millions of people throughout the years. I can't think of anybody else in my life. You know, the Red Hot Chili Peppers were one of, one of those bands that have always put me in a good mood. But damn, man, Petty can, he just, he's done it to me so many times. And I've experienced it with so many different people. I, I just feel like there's not many artists who are not beloved by everyone across the board. Hardcore music fans, you know, people who 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 love good quality rock music and people who just love to have a good time and listen to some great pop music and anybody in between. I mean, even like I, I have people who mostly just love hip hop who I know who love Tom Petty and dig his songs. And he's one of those guys that even if you don't know who he is, whenever you hear his songs, you know them. Even if you didn't know it was Tom Petty, he's just that necessary, that essential in culture and especially in America and, and around the world. So uh, when you think about how bad the world is, think how things are getting crazy and, and the world's getting nuts and we're kind of losing our way and there's so much anger, pop in Tom Petty, put it on. Put it on in the stadium of 90,000 people. Crazy, man. It's crazy. I can't. I would, I would think, like, imagine uh, there's a, a massive brawl, a massive fight, like... Uh, when the when the Nazis were walking the streets of the country and that whole thing was, you know, blowing up in our news and our media before it pretty much almost totally disappeared. Imagine if somebody just had this super powerful sound system and started blasting Tom Petty. They started blasting Last Dance with Mary Jane or Running Down a Dream or I Won't Back Down. It would... I, I won't back down for both sides. We'd be like, I'm not going to back down. They'd both be singing. Because everybody knows the song. They'd all be singing the song as they're like facing each other in anger. Facing each other in hate. And that song would cohesively bring them together. I, that's something that I honestly believe. When I talk about you know, being a better person, they talk about uh, having... And I think of this a lot. How can I be happier during my day? How can I just be more carefree and loving during my day? One of those moves is to always put on some good music. Put on some good music and enjoy life. And there's that Pepsi commercial that everybody ripped apart with Kendall Jenner where it was like the Black Lives Matter thing and they were like making this commercial like Pepsi is the drink that, that heals all and brings different sides and different races together. Like it was so ridiculous. <laughs> And then you have Kendall Jenner in there, so they just ripped that thing to shreds. Like, that was one of the worst commercials of all time. If that would have been a Tom Petty song, if that would have been I Won't Back Down, or if that would have been Free Fallen, you know, like, if, if it would have been a Tom Petty jam, everybody would have been singing, everybody would have been having a good time, and it totally would have been believable. So maybe Pepsi made a mistake there and didn't throw Tom Petty into it. Um but I got tears listening to his music today. I got tears watching st watching stories about him and just seeing what he was like. And We're not all perfect. I'm sure he wasn't perfect. He seemed like he was kind of messed up at times in those interviews, and he was definitely awkward and um, introverted. But we got in front of It's the classic case. You get in front of the microphone, and it all comes pouring out. So to Tom Petty, I salute you, my friend. You're an amazing, amazing musician. Always blew my mind always just made me feel the best. I, I, I never had a bad time 
when I was listening to Tom Petty, and I think so many people can agree with that and can can get right along with that. So thank you, sir, for what you did for music. Thank you, sir, for what you did on Earth because you really changed a lot of lives. You changed a lot of people's perceptions, and you probably brought a lot of people together. I guarantee Tom Petty brought people together who never would have been together otherwise, and uh, there's not many people that you can honestly say that about. So... Now it's time for a little plug, ladies and gentlemen, because I run my own social media marketing agency. It is uh, Happy Valley Social Media. For now, maybe a name change will be coming up soon. Um, This is something, this is a venture I've just been into for about six months now, so it's still so fresh and so new. And I'm always looking for clients because what I'm trying to do is keep small client bases and have high quality. So I'm only going to have about five or six clients at a time. Um, I do have a couple of spots open. Some people have come on. Some people have come off. But anybody who comes on, I guarantee you, uh, myself and my team are going to be working super hard to make your social media the best it can be for your business. And to find out more, uh, just uh, send me a message on one of my social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram, Rob Z Radio. Twitter and Snapchat is Rob Z Radio. It is Rob Z Yo. And I'll explain to you exactly why it works. I'll explain exactly why uh, I can help your business out. Now, as far as helping other people out, Tom Petty is the king of that. So I want to finish this podcast with a Petty outro. Because this song's so freaking good. (laughs) It's so good. Rest in peace to the great Tom Petty. If you ever want to talk about music on this podcast, if you ever want to just talk your favorite song of all time, your favorite album of all time, your favorite artist of all time, I love talking about music. I love finding out about music that I didn't find out before, and I love seeing other people's passions for music because if there's one thing that changes lives, if there's one thing that can you know, shape your life, and I, I truly believe that, it's music. It's one of those things that just can change you. It's one of those things that can make you a better person. It's one of those things that can make you feel. And it comes from all different inspirations. It comes from all different kinds of music and all different kinds of people. We're all one here on this earth, is what I'm saying. We're all one. And if there's one dude who could, you know, bring that together, it's Tom Petty. Rest in peace, dude.